rocking. I'm rocking and rolling. Welcome to the, our, our Friday show. The One Good Question show. Shout out boy Eddie, man. Eddie, you won, dude. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. This is a major rant of mine over time. And I would probably say it's one of the, I wouldn't want to say few things, but it is definitely one of the things my mind has changed on over there, like, I guess 15 years of, <laughs> of, of, of this bullshit. Yeah, fitness. Yeah. And it's the general question of um, cookie cutter programs. Yeah. Um, are they good? Are they bad? Do they work? Do they not work? And I'd like to also throw in like cookie cutter nutrition advice uh-huh. or cookie cutter macros or a macro calculator. And by what we mean cookie cutter, typically it's like a template mm-hmm. or um, – uh, Jim Wendler's 531 is arguably the most famous cookie cutter program of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, then counter to that, I think probably because of marketing, I would like to think, probably because of marketing, a wave came in that cookie cutter programs don't work. We're all so individual. I need a specialized program for my specialized needs and my specialized goals. I'm a snowflake. So that's where my rant is. Like the snowflake shit is way overdone. Um, and, and not only because I sell education and programming, but on my honest professional opinion. Um, and I think Jim Wendler 531 is a great uh, starting strength. There's a lot of great anecdotal evidence from beginner lifters and intermediate mm-hmm. that cookie cutter programs that were not as individual as we think. And the same goes for calories. Because um, then at some point too, because you know everyone got into macro tracking or calories that um, online educators, lack of a better term, influencers or fitspos would get asked, well, what's your macros? And the, they would respond, well, I don't want to tell you my macros because I'm not you and you got to hire me if you want custom macros. Right. But uh, I don't want to quote the exact percentage because I don't want to be incorrect, but those much smarter than I, many like Dr. Lane Norton and others, mm-hmm. um, know the number that actual variance in uh, macronutrients from someone who's a similar height and weight mm-hmm. is much less than we believe. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm about 5'9", 215 right now. If you're 5'9", 210, you're not going to need a thousand less calories than me. No, it's this, not that much variance. Yeah, this big boned shit, this my, my metabolism is fast shit, my metabolism is slow shit is not correct. Um, yeah. Oftentimes people that, Say their metabolism is fast, a hard gainer, um, moves a lot more than they think or know compared to other humans. Mm -hmm. They harshly overestimate the amount of calories they eat. Uh, And so they think, man, I'm putting down all this food. But their just mental connection to the fullness is just more sensitive, right? They, they, they perceive they eat way more food and calories than they actually ingest. Yeah. And the opposite goes for the big bone or the slow metabolism guy. They sit at a desk a lot more than the average um, where some people jitter. There's like an ADHD connection to some of this where people are always jittering their leg or they're walking or they're mm-hmm. pacing. Obviously, the, the, pe- the neat burn. Yeah. Obviously, people that walk to work more or take the stairs more, mm-hmm. little things like that, uh, as well as the opposite is they're always hungry and their mental connection to the, the uh, physiological feeling of fullness isn't as well established. And so they tend to overeat um, the calories and, uh, and, and um, overestimate uh, how few calories they have or underestimate how many calories they have, however you want to throw that uh, conversation. And same goes with programming to me. Um, if 
we had to categorize people. Maybe we go to like a beginner, intermediate, and advanced, even though those are very much a a spectrum. Um, and then within that, there are slight differences between male and female um, on who can kind of handle a little bit more volume. Ladies tend to be able to do more reps at a higher percentage than a guy. And this is just blanket statement randomness. Um, but a guy can maybe do three reps at 90%. Sometimes ladies tend to do four, five, six reps at 90%. And so some of those calculators on what a one rep max might be off. But for the large majority of folks, um, and I would even say like, you know, more advanced lifters, that a really well-written program can make progress for just about anybody. I would agree with that. I think that that part of the thing that's baked into this question, though, is the type of like the influencer coach that says they're giving you a custom program, right. and and you find that they that, lie that they lie, and everybody's getting the same cookie cutter thing, and then so suddenly cookie cutter programs become, you know, it becomes a dirty word, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, and I don't want to promote my own shit, but like. To buy my education and programming is like $5 a week. Yeah. Right? Right. Whereas like, yeah, if I'm selling you this custom program, there's coaches that charge like three, four, five hundred $500 a month. Yeah. Right? And so many of them probably do feed you a pseudo cookie cutter. Maybe they manipulate a few factors. And not that that's wrong, again, for the progress. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we talked about it in our last episode. You, you kind of ended off on it a little bit where like good coaching – really has much more to do than the X and O's. Mm-hmm. And we know that in other sports, mm-hmm. right? That's clear in other sports. A, ba- a good basketball coach is much more than the X's O's. A good a good football coach is much more than the X and O's. Yeah, they might have some cool tricks they run in the offense in a football team, but it's much more their connection, the respect, the team building, the bonding, all these communication that they have with their team that really make them a next-level coach or not. And yeah. same goes with fitness, if not even more. How can I help you adhere to these things more? How can I communicate with you? How do I cue you better to perform better as an athlete? Everyone can say, uh, fill up your belt, up, up, up. Right. <laughs> yeah, flare your elbows. Everyone can say that shit, but wh- how can you communicate and get a message across to your client with nutrition, lifting, et cetera? And layer on top of that, the whole placebo thing because people respond better when they feel like they have like care has been taken. They got the magic program. They got, yeah. And it doesn't even matter sometimes what the, what the content is. It's that, it's that feeling of being special people, you know, that whole treat yourself like an athlete thing. Well, the, the major effect of that is that people feel more special for sure. No, and I don't disagree. And, 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 and that's the same thing we say. I talk a ton of shit on foam rollers. Um, but if that's making you feel fucking so rad, then yeah, man, you can flop around. For it. Yeah, you can fucking flop around. I think there's much better uses of our time in the gym than that. But um, I'm never going to tell you no. I mean, I jokingly might, and I've thrown them in the trash on the internet. But, you but know. We have them here. And people yeah, use them for all sure. The time. Everyone uses them. Every day. Very high-level li- athletes and lifters use them. That's fine and dandy. Um I think broadly speaking, yeah, like a well-formulated program that balances some kind of volume with progression that has a decent amount of frequency if we're talking powerlifting here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the individual snowflake shit comes more into play when you're dealing with like a team athlete when lifting or fitness isn't the goal. 
or it is in the A1 goal. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the B2 goal, uh, basketball players, NFL players, et cetera, et cetera. Then we have to make more modifications. You probably don't want to throw those guys just on a 5-3-1, right? Because the barbell isn't the goal. Right. Um, we got to manage fatigue more. If li- if all you're doing is lifting, trying to get jacked, get strong, uh, build muscle or lose fat, and that's A1 goal, yeah, I think a cookie cutter, a well-thought-out cookie cutter, not even the best, just a well-thought-out cookie cutter will get you there 100%. Um, yeah, you're dealing with an uh, inconsistent schedule, an inconsistent amount of fatigue, uh, inconsistent goals, right? Uh, when you're playing an a 82-game, or I've never played that long, but a 50-game college schedule, everything switches. Practices get harder or easier depending on the flow. Games get harder or easier depending on the flow. Then your lifting has to be, you know, third priority over those, and those have to adjust. Um, but if, you're, if your life's a routine of going to work, maybe a little vacation here and there, mm-hmm. and lifting weights, we can control all those variables really easy. And that's, I guess, the number one answer is how well can you control your life variables or other variables? Um, and that's how cookie cutter or not you can probably follow and have success. Macro, same thing, though, for sure. Right. Like, we know a baseline of, of protein um, that everyone should be taking in if, you're, if your goal is fat loss or muscle gain. Uh, and then you can kind of distribute carbs and fat pretty equally. And the calories are going to be very different or very similar person to person. Right, yeah. This is uh, – I feel like we're on this, like, years-long debunking yeah. thing without, without like, taking a lot of – a whole lot of science to do it, honestly. It's no. just Yeah, yeah, and yeah. – there's always going to be people that are going to argue this point and whether they're marketing yeah. or uh, the placebo in their brain. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, if you want to pay $500 for a program, <laughs> do your More, thing. And you have the $500? Yeah. Oh, we'd like to get you into some... Yeah, I'll program you some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, but it's a good question because it is common because I yeah. think you first get into lifting and you find cookie code programs, you start following them and then you're just like, now you're maybe ankles deep into lifting or fitness and then you hear that the cookie cutter programs suck it's kind of a part of the dunning-kruger deal yeah i think it's and when you're at that top there the know-it-all you got to be individual got to be a snowflake and then the thing that you always see and we actually just saw it in the discord i'm not going to call out that particular person however don't take pieces of one program and stick them onto another program if you're right. just starting that one program yeah or like a program hopping type deal like consistency in a c level program is going to be better than inconsistency with the perfect program yeah just pick something and stick with it yeah and then for like as written yeah for a while and then start doing whatever you need to do to modify it and if you've got you know, weak areas that you're trying to work on, then, okay, switch over to that specialized program and deal with those things. Yeah. And and don't try to do everything at once. Like, we're humans are capable of a lot of improvement, but let's be serious for a moment. Yeah. You can't do it all at once. Yeah. You just can't do it all at once. Yeah, I don't want to go all Tony Robbins on you guys, but the real beauty of strength training and training with a barbell and going to a gym is the inner battle of sticking to something for 12 weeks perfectly. Right. Nutrition-wise, lifting-wise, you do that, and there's a lot of talents and things that you can tap into in yourself that can translate into a lot of areas of your life. Um, and once you do it once, you can do it again. Mm. But once you quit once, you can quit again, and you mm. will quit again. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to go run at 4 a.m. and tell you guys how to do that on my TikTok, but uh, it is the truth. Dive in, choose something, fucking stick to it for 12 weeks, 
and see the good stuff that then reap the benefits you know yeah. really reap the benefits of that if you're hopping around and you're you know you won't take a look at the man in the mirror you're probably not going to get where you want to get I think we covered this pretty well. Ladies and gentlemen, 3sb.co. Grab yourself some clothes, 50percentfacts.com for brand new episodes and also joining our Discord <laughs> and the community. Come hang out. Appreciate you guys. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Uh, share these things out. Rating or review always helps. I'm Silent Mike. Where do you want to find me? I am at DJ McD and all the social media. Uh, shout out to our, our friend, Dr. Ramsey Nijem. We didn't talk about it in the last episode. Yeah, let's go. What do they say? Rock Chuck? Rock Huck? I, I have no idea. I That's like the I, KU. I don't know what you're saying. Rock Chuck and, and Jen Wiedershroom. She's a KU. Rock. She's at. She went to KU. She's okay. a KU human. Rock Chuck. Chuck. They're going to be so mad. I'm sorry, everyone from Kansas. I just butchered the fuck out of that. They have like a chant. You know how like it's like a Alabama's Roll Tide. Yeah, yeah. They have one of those. Okay. Rock Chuck. Rock Chuck. Rock Chuck, fam. Right. Go KU. Yeah. It's tr- Strength guy for basketball yep. for KU. Yep. And they Dr. Just- Ramsey Nijem, follow him on Instagram. One of the smartest dudes in the industry. One of the probably the most deserving guy of this. Uh, so I'm glad he got to ride a championship. Yeah, I I don't know anybody uh, who is so smart and so humble. Yeah. Uh, and both of those things at the same time. Yeah. He's the man. Follow him on Instagram. Shout out KU. Sorry, I just beat up your rock chalk, rock talk chalk. I apologize. Go KU. All right. We'll be back next week.